0: ring it uh, uh, ring it. <laughs> yeah. Is that like bring it without the b uh yeah yeah i just forgot to be on that <laughs> Yeah, I feel here like, we go. I feel like whenever we have a um, uh, a guest on, two things happen. Uh huh. One thing is they always hear the song and they're like, "This is a jam." I feel like it's always good, good feedback on that. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like they're always like very confused by our inner situals. St- 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 yeah, the
1: yeah, <laughs> the, the computer voices. box. Yeah. So it's always like, ooh, a jam,
0: followed by, what was that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a whole lot of podcasts do all their sounds live. I think that's part of it. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. And we're like maybe one of the few. It's I I think it's a good call. probably saves saves some time for sure. Oh my God, right? yes. <laughs> I feel like more places gotta do it. You know the other secret, not doing two hour shows. <laughs>
0: we've been getting shorter. I feel like we've been doing better. We've been we've been good boys. Um speaking of good boys, I'm a good boy, Brett, and I'm uh, uh joined by my good boy. Co-host
1: Weston, hey! Welcome to the Now You're Playing with Podcast, the podcast.
0: This is the podcast where we go through the Nintendo Power volumes, one volume at a time. We are currently—I
1: uh, don't even know—we're on something. This is a vo- volume twenty-seven? Twenty-seven. Here Not we go. Issue. This is an encyclopedia.
0: Yeah, I—they're they, called vo- Oh, I, I didn't really realize. I always like when I try to check the volume. I we're on like a website where there's the archives magazines, and I'm always like looking for like. Where it says on the archive, which which one it is? I just yeah. realized it says what volume it is on the on the magazine itself.
1: Yeah, it's right under the logo on the left. Yeah, I I've been fucking up. That's what I'm looking at. What it doesn't say is what month or year it is. No, it doesn't. So, uh, which but this is what ninety one. Where are we? Yeah. Okay. Well, now I got to go back.
0: Uh, August. August ninety one. Yeah. It's weird. I was thinking about it. It's like because we're doing this, we're not actually that much the The pacing of us like reading these and doing this podcast, we're not that much faster than real life. Like, these come out monthly, and we we go
1: every two weeks, so we're just going. We're at twice real life speed. We're going at double speed right now, which isn't crazy. but You have to remember, right? Uh, get Get out your math whiteboards because and, and your uh, your dry erase markers <laughs> yeah. because uh, when the magazine started, it was bi monthly. It was
0: bi monthly, yes. But at this point, it is just monthly. So we're we were at. I guess we would have been at um, bi-monthly, and we were doing. Two. So
1: when was the first? <laughs> see now. Now I've got so a bunch I think of it's math just equations. Four, but
0: right, it would just we would have been at four speed. Uh, I think.
1: Yeah. So if we do, I mean, we covered All right. like five years. All right, listeners, we got it,
0: some math problems for
1: you. If if um, so, the magazine. Magazine. This is the three-year anniversary of the magazine. Oh. Jul- July August eighty-eight was the first issue. So we did three years in less than a year. In
0: less than a year, but that's because of the bi-monthly shit. And not only that, another. Let's add another thing to the math equation. But the they guides. Were, they were also doing the guides. Yes, which but, we
1: didn't spend much time on. We did like two an issues. So, but but, but remember that doesn't affect time. Yeah, it, it stays the same. Yeah, it stays because the same. Yeah. You added in six guides in between the six issues of Nintendo Power, but <laughs> we did. <laughs> one guide and one volume per episode. So we kept
0: pace with the, by my, yeah. So I, I, I think that's just, t- I, man, I don't know. Let me, I, I, I don't feel like pulling out a pen and paper right now. Um, it's pretty, I don't think it's that complicated, but, uh, yeah. And we've also, I feel like we've also been doing this
1: podcast for a while, right? It's, yeah. Like what what doing- episode are we on? Another complex math problem. <laughs> yeah. What episode yeah, is this?
0: That, now, this math problem, the double volumes would affect it.
1: Yes, <laughs> but also, the. I'm just going to look at the, the export folder to see how many files right. there are. Because right. that's next, be, you got your pen and paper out. Uh, we've finished editing 21 episodes. I guess the 21st episode a remedi- comes out. And we're
0: meeting... Once every two weeks. That, that's, that's a big chunk of time right there.
1: This episode that we're recording today will be number 24, even though it's volume <laughs> 27. Man, this is... Uh, oh my God. This is just... Because we did the extra... It, it, we did the holiday we episode. We did the holiday
0: episode. Yeah. This is just pure <laughs> chaos
1: here. The world is crumbling around us. The only, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, the o- The <laughs> only way we're going to be able to tell time is by what console generation we're on in the magazine. Yeah, and we're not quite to the Super Nintendo era. We're at the Super Nintendo, but, but at the end of the day, from moving forward,
0: as long as they stick monthly and we stick to two a month, we're only going two times speed. So it, we're going to be. In the Super Nintendo era for quite a while, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, when we join a network and we move to the weekly format, but we have one off episode. Yeah, like yeah. it's going to get really way more complicated. Um,
0: so, the, yeah, this 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 equation is open for change.
1: We're, uh, we're going to have our producer make a Excel spreadsheet on in many columns. Honestly, if we get big, we could do we could do an episode a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, that
0: honestly be a nightmare. Let's the cover.
1: They brought back dioramas yeah, for Mega man, Mega man, and Doctor Wily's Revenge, the Game Boy Mega Man game, and man, this looks great.
0: Yeah, so yeah, that this they always have like a feature game on the cover, and we got Mega Man, the one on the Game Boy, and they've got a yeah,
1: it's an elderly man inside of a Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, machine. So they,
0: uh, for the art, the we we've we've definitely come to the conclusion that like when the cover art is like a cool diorama or claymation, it's the coolest. I actually do think this one. Compared to the other claymation dioramas, is a little lower tier for me.
1: <gasps> but it's got a light inside of Doctor Wiley's pod, shining <laughs> orange light from his console onto his face.
0: Yeah, it's not bad, but I just feel like <laughs> I, I like. I actually, and that's a fun detail. But I, uh, I don't know. I, it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Although I'm always charmed by dioramas. I um, there's have you ever there's a game on the iPhone made by the original fan, Final Fantasy creator, whatever his name is. Um, do you know? It seems like he might.
1: Uh, I mean, the first name that came to mind was the composer. Was, was Cloud Strife.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Fantasy. Yeah, so, and he made a game on the, you know how like the old Final Fantasy games were, uh, like the PS1 era, they were all like pre-rendered backgrounds. Like yeah. they would be like just pictures and you'd be like characters
1: walking over a picture. Oh, I think I know the game you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it.
0: Oh, yeah. So it's called Fantasian, I think, or something like that. Uh, Or Uh, Fantasia. (laughs) Uh, Uh Uh-huh. And so every background is like that, kind of like, although it's olden days, it's just a picture, but everything's a diorama. So they Hmm. built real-life dioramas and took pictures for the locations.
1: Oh, man. And
0: you'd walk through the world and, like, You'd be like in a garden. You could tell it's like little like felt pieces and stuff. It's that so charming. That
1: is not what I thought you were going to talk. I, I thought it was going to be something in the vein of uh, Octopath Traveler, where they use depth of field oh. to make it look really tiny. Yeah, but that is I, I do remember now what you're talking about. That thing is so cool.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Like uh, I and again, I
1: just I don't know why I just get so fucking charmed by tiny things like tiny dioramas. Did you ever read Sandman or any of Dave McKean's? art books. No. So yeah, the original Neil Gaiman Sandman run, a lot of, all of the covers, a lot of the covers were live diorama things made by this really weird, cool artist named Dave McKean. That's Um, so cool. It's a, they're pretty, it it made the whole, it's just a comic series. It's a good comic series. I gotta read Sandman. Uh, Sandman's real good.
0: Okay, so have you read American Gods by Neil Gaiman? I have
1: attempted to read American Gods.
0: I bounced off yeah. Do you think that means I'll bounce off Sandman or do you think that's, it's a different thing?
1: I bet you. Mm, that's a good question. I've not read all of Sandman either. Okay. You, you, up. But I, can, you enjoyed, I can read Neil Gaiman stories that are up to 10 pages long. <laughs> so I read the ocean at the end of the lane. That's not 10. It's like hundred. Honestly, pages. I think I'm with you. I think I like Neil Gaiman for 10 pages. I mean, if you, uh, what's the short story he wrote, how to talk to <laughs> girls at parties. It's an incredible short story. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's it. He, I gotta,
0: I gotta, I gotta suck him up in little chunks. Uh, speaking of little chunks, uh, let's, let's, let's chunk
1: on. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Through this uh, magazine. Hey, uh, pa- power under, they changed the ad to something slightly more 1990s energy.
0: Oh yeah. It's, I'm, I'm do not, I do not miss that wolf boy at all. I'm, I'm ready. Get him out of here.
1: Um, He's in jail and uh, his little brother is finally free. Although they
0: they replaced him with like, they replaced this like punk looking
1: model. Yeah, it's kind of like like Teen Wolf. wolf I I don't think we ever mentioned this, but he looked like Teen Wolf. Uh, The uh, Michael J. Fox, you know, he's a teenager that turns into a werewolf.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) now, and he replaced a kid on a surfboard with video game. He, oh, that kid was so awesome. I love the surfboard kid. And now Man. We, we just got some backwards hat nobody.
1: Yeah, uh, looking away from us at a illustrated TV screen with Mario on it, and he's wearing sunglasses indoors. Yeah, weird move. And honestly, that's very Battletoads energy. You know what I love about this ad is uh, on the back of his shirt, he has this very 1990s energy thing that says Power Underground in neon green. And apparently... <laughs> You get, you don't get a T-shirt if you sign up. They give you an iron-on decal to put onto a T-shirt. <laughs> the ultra cool Power Underground iron-on decal, free That's with a so two-year funny. renewal. So,
0: how hard would you have to just like iron those on? You just get like an iron and you.
1: Yeah, it's got a special contact <laughs> paper thing, and you iron it on, and it never looks quite right because you got it crooked. Yep.
0: All right, screw this kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're here at. mailbox it's a pretty good mailbox
0: yeah it's um i'd be curious what, what stuck out
1: at you did you know that los angeles has an official nintendo fun day <laughs> yeah i actually kind of breezed, is that is that still an effect do we still is that still we oh that's a great question this is something i did not research nintendo fun day <laughs> los angeles so it's supposed to be november 5th we got to mm. bring it back do you think one of the other mayors got rid of it? Probably <laughs> honestly, that I could
0: see that have been a, a day one reversal. Yeah. A mayor comes in, and, and the first thing he did or she. How, how often is are there like you know? There's never been a woman. Are are is mayors? Does do they have a better track record and diversity there? Oh yeah, there's yeah?
1: there's been. I don't know that L.A. has had a woman mayor. I don't think so. Huh, wow. Watch, uh, yeah, our our listeners are like, how could you not know? Yeah, Mayor Tom Bradley, fun, fun mayor. Yeah, what a fun, what a fun mayor. Uh, and they got, yeah, they they uh, they said, L.A. is a city that knows how to have fun.
0: That Which- honestly, so- honestly sounds like you know how like every time you like watch like a, a like a kid running for school council, whatever, uh-huh. like scene, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna make pizza rolls for. Lunch, You know, like those kind of promises. Does, <laughs> does that ring a bell as a vibe for you? Like a, a kid running for student council president and saying like, he'll make pizza for lunch. You'll have pizza every day. And I
1: don't remember. Is that, I, f- is I feel ringing, like, is this nothing for you? I know that's a thing that happens because student council presidents make all kinds of promises to get elected and then find out they don't have any power. <laughs> Literally no power. Yeah. Which ironically, neither does the Los Angeles mayor. <laughs> Now if the city council wanted to make Nintendo fun day permanent, they would have done it it would have stuck around but this kind of uh,
0: this gives me the vibe of like a middle school elementary school council president promise
1: to make Nintendo <laughs> day every November 5th we will be able to play Nintendo
0: you know the what what struck to me on this thing uh, oh that that is good that's 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 real that's real big news is the baseball team like yeah they, they had like a whole baseball team get sent by Nintendo to Japan and they get to do like a
1: cool, I think, they, like they were, trip. They were doing some corporate glad-handing. Yeah, and like, I don't know, I don't know, again. So they did like a baseball exchange where like a Little League team from, where were they from, Montlake, Rainier? And they sent them to Japan to play a Little League team from Japan, yeah. which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Uh But I, does this, does this, okay, let's see if this rings a bell with you. Is yeah, does Is there any level for you like, weirdly baseball teams and just strange deals being cut. Like, I feel like my local, like i had like a local place called pizza ranch where it was like an all you can eat pizza place (laughs) in my like hometown. Pizza ranch. Yeah. (laughs) Midwest.
1: Yeah. The old Midwest. I'm just picturing pizza with ranch dressing on it. Pretty much man. And like, uh, free range pizzas. It was
0: always rented out by baseball teams. And I just feel like, it gave me this impression that baseball
1: teams have this weird business power. Well, that's the uh, the post-game, let's eat some garbage. Like, you know, do you have CeCe's Pizza by you growing uh,
0: up? Pizza Ranch is very CeCe's Pizza. And, oh, okay, and so it's like a,
1: it's like an all you eat buffet. Yep. They they bring in the pizzas from the pan out back. Because
0: CeCe's, that's a Texas chain, right? Or Southern?
1: Where is CC's based? I think they have them... Because when oh, I gosh, was in that,
0: Texas, they had Cece's pizzas.
1: Yeah, and it's like not good pizza, but if you're nostalgic for That's it, Pizza Ranch, baby, hell yeah! That's, did they have, um, did they have a really good dessert pizza at Cece's? It was all right.
0: Okay, Pizza Ranch was like that was their thing. They, they had like this really really good like they call it cactus bread pizza. All right, that sounds pretty good. Oh man, it was like I, I can't to this day, just especially because it was like they were it was like an all you can eat place, so they were constantly replacing the pizza. Mm-hmm. So. It was always just hot and gooey and just full of like sugar. And like, I don't know what was in it, but it was just this strange pizza that tastes like nothing else, but it's like the best dessert.
1: Cactus? I mean, it's called cactus pizza. I'm going to
0: guess it tastes better than cactus would
1: taste. Cactus tastes sweet, right? Oh, does it? I don't know. (laughs) Well, if it does, then that's, then yeah. (laughs) Just making outrageous. Hey, I, I mean, on podcasts, you can say anything is true, and <laughs> nobody will fact check you because neither of us are going to do it.
0: Okay, but yeah, so there's some weird. Like, I I want to talk to someone who played baseball because I just for some reason I felt like baseball kids like were able to just cut deals somehow. Like, I feel like the people who like ran kids baseball teams would like wrench shit out somehow. Like, well, it's because
1: they got like 40 kids, and those kids are paying to be there. They they've got some funding, so they can you know it's like we gotta. <laughs> For for five dollars a head, we gotta feed all these chillins.
0: Yeah, but like, why? How come track and field? I ran track and field, and like they were just like, all right, all right, kids, just you're here. You gotta feed yourself. Go like, we had to go like find a subway
1: and walk like uh, three miles to find a subway. Yeah, you know why? Why? It's because there's no I in baseball or team, but there is in track and field. (laughs) (laughs) Not not enough of a a group. It's not enough of, of a collectivist sport. That's, hey, honestly, a little bit. I remember... It, it, it Okay, was, so... To, it was a bit of a... That's honestly, that could be... That could contribute. So is the connecting tissue for it being like a team group thing? I have vague memories of... No, never mind. I got to cut this now. Because I was going to say, like, in <laughs> band, we would go do that. But we wouldn't because a marching band is like 500 people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way too many to fit into a CC's.
0: But you would... Do you think you had like little groups like... Uh, you'd have like the percussion,
1: like, no, they, I mean, they would go like screw around in the equipment pen cause all their drums were there. <laughs> <laughs> what instrument did you play? Clarinet. <laughs> hey, there you go. Probably shouldn't have, but whatever. What was I going to play? Probably saxophone should have played saxophone.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't know what I would have. I never, I've ever played an instrument before. I don't know what I would have played. Um,
1: All right, we're here at. All right, Ninja Gaiden or Gaiden Three, uh,
0: episode three. I didn't know these these
1: whole, the
0: Ninja Gaiden games had episode in there. (laughs) It wasn't. Is that how how it works? Is Ninja Gaiden two, Ninja Gaiden episode two? I guess. I mean, it's just the
1: second and the third one, right? Huh. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is. All three of these games are very similar. Like you compare it to Castlevania or something where it's like there's some pretty big differences between the games. But
0: not 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 here. Is it kind of, does it, I haven't played these, but is it a little bit of a Mega Man thing where it's like they're similar, but they're kind of honing and polishing it per entry?
1: Or is it? Oh, that's a good question. There might be some subtle changes. Yeah. I am not aware and I did not see skimming this feature. Like honestly, the biggest difference is they have a lot more uh, game art in here, that instead of it being that really disturbing Westernized stuff they used for the last couple of games, it's just anime characters, which I think looks way better. It looks so much better. They're the like uh, in terms of like
0: the marketing art and like you know the kind of stuff they're doing to try to show us. It's all it all looks great.
1: It's it, just- yeah, it seems like they're just actually using Tecmo's art. Oh, this is Tecmo, right? Tecmo made the old Ninja Gaiden games.
0: Yeah, kind of. It almost yeah. feels like we're leaving that era. Temco,
1: Temco. Wait. Okay, never mind. I'm gonna cut this out. <laughs> but
0: uh, it do, it does seem like we're leaving the era of um, the marketing team thinking like, all right, here's all the art they provided us. Fuck that. We're doing our own <laughs> shit. We're we're gonna get some muscular guy who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger with a sword and put him on the top of it, even though it has nothing to do with the game. Uh, it seems like we're leaving that, and they're actually. Uh, it seems like the art actually matches with the games nowadays.
1: Hire your uncle who's been aspiring to be a. Uh a fantasy artist for a long time to come do stuff for the magazine. <laughs> yeah, probably probably a lot of nepotism. Just going this on. guy in a, yeah, <laughs> this guy in a tank top <laughs> lives in a trailer outside Spokane. I mean, honestly, God, dude, some of those these early
0: like magazines. Do you remember when like it was just like crayon drawings almost for some stuff that were like we had some issues where the where the art was like half finished. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, man, it was nuts. Those are the
0: fucking days. That's man.
1: right. Oh man! Yeah. Now I'm picturing it in my mind's eye. Those those were the dirty day, the dirty early days of the Nintendo Power. We're we're
0: a little more polished now.
1: Yeah, and it's honestly it's kind of disappointing. I yeah, I know. I
0: I do kind of miss the rowdier, the rowdier early days. But I'm actually uh, excited to not be talking about Nintendo games in the near future, though, and to be talking about Super Nintendo games. Yeah, enough of this. Um, God damn it. God damn it. We
1: got to get the, the robot to record the yeah, new gotta title for Nestor's, Nestor's Adventures. Adventures.
0: Oh my God. Holy. Speaking of switching okay. artists. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. There's uh, so yeah, we no longer have a Howard and now we just have a Nestor. It's and, just
1: Nestor, and we're finding out a bunch of things about well, Nestor that I didn't personally. I've want got to know. a lot.
0: I've got a lot of like just disappointed, sad thoughts about this whole comic. I mean, yeah. it starts off terribly. It starts off the like the Nestor adventure, like kind of like comic logo it has like a right. kind of class. Uh, classic, like Bart's. Sim- like there's like a sign that says no painting, and he painted over it. But somehow he painted under the no painting sign.
1: Yeah, the text is still visible. The text that says no painting
0: is still there, and he painted over it, but somehow uh, the text is still over the paint he painted. So it almost seems as if there was just a sign with a big red X on it that he
1: drew no painting over (laughs) Or maybe he very carefully didn't want to cover the letters, so he's like painting, making it look like the stroke. So people would know that, like, is that, from
0: the way he painted, if he would have just painted over that no painting, people wouldn't know that he broke a rule,
1: right? Yes. So, But but yeah, they they wouldn't be able to see that (laughs) he- He wants people to know he's a bad boy. Yeah, and uh, painting, him being against painting is very on brand because it's summer vacation in Nesterville or wherever the fuck he lives. And uh, his mom- his mother. We, we've met his mother
0: once before. Did she vibe, look like this last time? I don't remember. The vibe we got was she, like, I don't think it showed her face. It, like, very much had like, a vibe of her, Pe- like, Peanuts rules. Like, yeah. I think that was kind of it. And she was, like, clearly a very, like, she ignored the, like, it was very much like she's very preoccupied, and her Game Boy did not care about Nestor at all, if I remember correctly. And right off the bat, too, can we talk about how Nestor has a little bit of the Mario and New Donk City effect? He does not look like other humans.
1: Oh, my God. Yes.
0: There's a human boy next to him who looks... Him and Nestor look like completely different creatures.
1: So, yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) Nestor is painting the fence with a child who is never named and and is not, apparently, Nestor's sibling. They look and they just... They don't... And Nestor has like yeah, Nestor has a big round head. A big like yeah. Nestor and has this, a this little this little kid with him has a normal head. And it honestly makes the other kid look like something's wrong with him.
0: Yeah, that is that is a good point. Like he that kid who's not Nestor looks straight up disturbing.
1: Yeah, like even his mom has the, has the head. round head. So we know where he gets it from. Yeah. Not from his dad.
0: From we, his mother. We, we never met his dad. We don't know who his dad is not Howard. And it could be I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's mm-hmm. um he'd be too young to be his dad. Yeah, I don't know. So but yeah, so the He's whole He's too young to be his father, not too young to be his daddy. <laughs> hey, there hey. We go. Yeah. Should we just go over like the the story of this? Yeah, so Nestor's mom has lost her keys and Nestor has to help her look for them. And it's uh and then it becomes the Robin Hood video game, which I guess came out in the last issue. Yeah. And uh, Nestor is bad at looking for the keys. He's trying to hide his list of chores. He's eating uh, turkey leg.
0: And yeah, to, to clarify, like it becomes the like I think he's like in his own imagination for a little bit. Like he starts daydreaming as he's looking for these keys, and yeah, he's daydreaming about playing this game. And then it's back to real life, and he's continuing to look for these keys. And he's just fucking being a dick.
1: Yeah, right? he he just he doesn't want to do his chores. He wants to try to get out of them. Uh, he does eventually find the keys. Does, uh, yeah, they're in the car door. He found them, and then uh, we end on this. He comes back to this kid. He he. The mom remembers all the chores he has to do, so him hiding the list did nothing. So he Yeah, so he like hit a screwed. list of chores
0: trying to get away with it and Yeah, it, did, it not, did, did, did not did not work, work. cuz his mom is competent. And he's a I mean he's a piece of shit though in this, right? Do you, yeah, do you agree? Yeah,
1: oh, absolutely. Like and then he comes back to this other kid <laughs> who we don't know and we presumably never see again. I honestly I I think this kid. Why is this kid painting the fence with I him? I don't know. I don't know how. What is this like a reverse Tom Sawyer thing? I, I got a Tom Sawyer vibe, but uh, the, right
0: when I saw this, I assumed they were doing like a Tom Sawyer thing, but they they don't. They is, don't. They're just painting the
1: fence white for no reason. Is this kid? Is this kid Nestor's funky bowling? I don't, dude. This kid needs to get the fuck out of here. Uh, I, I hate him even more than Nestor, because he all he does is provide Rye commentary in a comic where Nestor's only job is to provide Rye commentary.
0: I know it's horrible, and like Nestor, <laughs> it fucking, is horrible. <laughs> Nestor sucks. Like, I honestly like. I think like the whole Howard and Nestor thing. Like, you started to empathize for Nestor because he got bullied so much. Oh, he's like, so he's abused, abused. But you know, okay. Like, you, have you ever like had a scenario where like you know, a person who gets bullied and it's like sad and you're like, oh fuck, I, that sucks. This kid gets bullied. Yeah. And then you hang out with them and you're like, I kind of get why people bully him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no comment. <laughs>
0: like, have you ever got like, I, I, that's what Nestor is. I think it's like, uh, with he's getting bullied by Howard and you're like, oh, I feel bad for Nestor. And now that we're getting Nestor by himself, it's like, he's just
1: being an annoying piece of shit. And you're like, Howard, get in here. Do you think now that the mom is gone, the blonde kid uh, beats the shit out of Nestor, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know calls him a worm eater and makes him eat dirt?
0: Honestly, probably. And then I'll start feeling bad for him again. And it's like I don't know. I don't know what to deal with this kid. I mean, I think at the end of the day he just needed parents who were there for him, and that's he's not getting that. I don't know. But like, I feel like Nestor's life is either he's getting bullied, and I feel really bad for him, or he's not getting bullied and he's just treating people like shit.
1: Yeah, I mean it's an, it, it's really interesting to have him removed from Howard for a couple of months now and to find out that his life is just as bad. Yeah, man. Arguably. This is just a f-
0: I mean it really is. I I this is this whole comic series is one of the biggest fucking tragedies I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> Do you think Oh, uh, one one thing we haven't touched on yet is for a long time there it it was clear to my eyes, I, I think it was a manga artist, like a Nintendo artist in Japan doing the art for the comic. And in, the ones that were done by that person or people, they looked amazing. Like really, really nice art.
0: Yeah, no, it really, it seemed like, I think, I'm glad that whoever was drawing that was is out because they should have been, they need to be
1: doing better things. Than yeah, this they need to go work with comic. Miyazaki on ghibli movies yeah yeah Th- this is uh it looks like a western artist it's more akin to like an archie comics look it's fine but it's
0: i i think it's objectively a, a massive step down like if we if we talk yeah. about like the whole no painting being over the paint thing
1: error. <laughs> uh, talk about you're still hung up on that at, uh, title at, card but
0: like i mean the, 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 they start on such a bad foot like if you see these two kids who look completely different next to each other mm-hmm. Nestor and the strange blonde boy who's a fucker it's, it's a really
1: that first panel is
0: really disturbing because
1: <laughs> they 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 look like they sh- they're yeah it's what you said about new dog city they're, they're not the same pre- species yeah, or whatever.
0: they yeah they're both technically being presented as human yet they're clearly not of the same species
1: <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question I had reading it and I, I feel like we I'm going to guess at what your take on it is but is this the, the prequel right before Howard abducts Nestor so is th- is this like right before like while mom's gone he's fighting with the kid who he's bullying and then Howard just puts a bag over his head and throws him into a truck or and takes him away. I, I could
0: totally see it. I could totally I could see like honestly that kid the blonde kid's probably like a a a mole for Howard.
1: <laughs> blonde kid pulls off his Mission Impossible face mask and it's Howard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I. Sorry, just, I just
1: denied. I outright denied what you said. I was like, "No, actually, it's this." I apologize. It's bad improv.
0: Yeah, man. Bad prof. Bad improv. Bad comic. <laughs> let's get the,
1: Let's get out of here, man. Right, I that's don't know. Enough of this. <laughs> okay. More okay. All right. Enough of that. It's uh. Classified information. Yeah. Uh, We can skip over that. Skip it. Dragon Warrior 3. Dragon Warrior 3. Hey, you know what's awesome about this game feature? Yeah. Uh, Is that it tells you how to finish Dragon Warrior 2 so that you can start playing Dragon Warrior 3. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, that would be like... uh, I mean, we were just talking about how goddamn much time it takes to beat Elden Ring. I
0: know, dude. Yeah, I was literally about to bring that up. Like, I feel (laughs) like the next... Firm soft game that comes up, they need to like be like, all right, here's let's we're gonna give you free armor
1: and super weapons and Elden Ring so you can beat it. And then you can come play our new game. So, I mean, next issue, we get to talk about Super Mario World, which is exciting. One of my favorite games ever. It's a great game. Uh, excited. W- would Super Mario World be better if instead of ninety-nine levels it had four hundred and seventy levels? Yeah, no, I um it's tough.
0: I think certain games. Do benefit from that massive amount of content, but yeah, uh, like I actually do like how Skyrim has so much going on. Yeah, because I, I, it's like a world I kind of want to live in, and you know. But I guess it for me it depends. It if, is is the flavor of the game. Hey, live in this world for as long as you want, do whatever you want to do, and when you want to leave, you're good to leave. Or is it a game that's like there's an end, there's a point to, there's an end goal in mind. That, and the, if there's an end goal, I don't want the game to be goddamn three hundred hours
1: there's something you said that I I think really struck me and I think it's kind of the answer to why it's, it's been tough for me to jump. You know, I'm like what? 85 hours into Elden Ring. Yeah. You you just made it sound like I've got another 30 or 40. Dude,
0: I'm at, you got more. Yeah. No, you, you, I'm at like 130 hours right now.
1: Okay. Yeah. So let's call it 50 hours still to go ish. Yeah, Unless I like just mainline it. And, um, Elden Ring, so it's dark fantasy, right? Yeah. So it's like I'm going into a world where things are so borked that there's just bandits roaming the land and entire continents that have been blistered into this red, hellish landscape. Yeah. And there's these giant crow dragon fuckers <laughs> r- that are like also dogs like running around that are yeah. like two stories tall. It's it's like Maybe I don't want to go back to hell to work on my job more. Maybe I'm
0: good. (laughs) Yeah, totally.
1: And then you mentioned Skyrim, and I think Skyrim's vibe is different.
0: Totally, yeah, it is the difference. That's like, um, it's in because yeah, with this amount of content, like as much as is beautiful. I mean, uh, Elden Ring is such a fucking beautiful game. It's really amazing. It's 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 still like not pleasant. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not a Skyrim, world.
1: Skyrim's like I want to go find the magic place so I can go to the magic school and learn magic and yeah. it's in this tower up in the snowy mountains and meanwhile it's like alright well I gotta go through this broken castle full of like giant lion monsters and crows with knives on their feet to fight a guy who's been taking peasants and grafting their body parts onto his back (laughs) it's like i don't want to do that totally that Uh, guy sucks
0: skyrim like keeps all the spooky stuff in the cave keep it in the caves keep it in the the caves (sighs) uh (laughs) i i would actually that would be interesting um there was uh it would be cool to see a game that's like has more of a pleasant vibe, but actually gets as spooky as Elden Ring in the spooky moments. Like that, I would I would be cool to see that like uh, palette. There's a game called a game I really like called Hat in Time. It's like a, Hat in Time. Hat in Time. It's, I don't know. It's it. like a it's like a kind of a banjo Kazooie type game. It was like an indie game where it's like, hey, let's make a. They don't really make these 3D platformer games anymore. Let's let's um, make one, and mm-hmm. it's really great. But one thing they do that I thought was really really cool was uh. You know how, like, it's a very common, like, level aesthetic? Like, if you're playing Banjo-Kazooie or Mario, there's, like, an often theme they'll go to is, like, a spooky world, and it's kind of, like, yeah. it's very, like, Disney World spooky. It's very, like, yeah. fun and, like...
1: It's got a haunted house uh, vibe and, like...
0: Dancing pumpkins kind of vibe. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Halloween and 1920s comics.
0: But uh, with this game, cartoons. they actually made the spooky world genuinely scary. Oh, that's awesome! And like, so the rest of the game was like really cartoony and fun, but when you went to Spooky Road, it was like genuinely terrifying. It's like Silent Hill, (laughs) really. No, it's like the world of Rust. One hundred percent. There's (laughs) a whole level where you're just in a creepy mansion, and there's this deformed creature following you. You have to like hide under beds, and it like walks past, and it was awesome.
1: That sounds great. Yeah, I think that. So, you played a little bit of the Destiny Witch Queen campaign, right?
0: A little, not super far. Uh, Elven Ring took all my time. Oh, but we but. played
1: that level where you meet the uh, the Hive Ghost, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really at the time it was really jarring to me because I thought this story was setting up this very dark twist that was like kind of cool and scary and creepy, and you have this a uh, twisted version of the light in this throne world. Yeah. You know, and then the hive have your powers and that that's a kind of frightening, cool, creepy vibe. And yeah. then you find out that their their ghosts, the hive guardians, are just as big a dorks as yours are. <laughs> and They're all just of, like, I know what's up. And it's like <laughs> these guys are so dorky. <laughs> they're all like even the evil ones are dorks. Yeah. I kinda like that vibe. Um one of them's just James Spader, like somebody <laughs> doing a James Spader impression. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Let's it. Counselor's Corner. Hey, how do I de- defeat the dinosaur in level four of The Simpsons Bar versus the spa- Space Beans? Um, it's not important. You know.
0: Yeah, let's skip this. second.
1: <laughs> well, one, one thing I actually did want to say is our, our counselor headshots this month, I think we finally crossed over and we're in the 90s now. Yeah, I, With I think one I one exception. Ex-
0: I, I actually do think, in general, like I am noticing. Um, a couple things about this magazine. We're clearly shifting like eras, like ad stars starting to look different. Um, art starting to look different. Yeah. Um, and the magazine itself is getting a little more polished, which kind of makes it a little more boring sometimes, but like, yeah, unfortunately like power players isn't a thing anymore. Did you notice that?
1: Oh, that's it's right. It's gone.
0: Yeah. For, I mean, honestly, that's probably good. It was a dumb section, but,
1: uh, is it just for this issue though? No, it's been, I think it's been gone. It's really telling that I didn't even, I know. It. I think it's been yeah. gone for a long time and we just mm-hmm. didn't notice. They cut Howard, and
0: I think they just they did a half measure. They needed to do a full measure and cut the whole fucking comic. But,
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> We're gonna get to let's see. They start a Mario comic and a Zelda comic soon.
0: I'm excited. I'm super. If it's anything like the battle Battletoads,
1: I don't know if I want to say anything about that. My memory of the Zelda comic is like is like an actually cool comic.
0: I um, well, yeah no I I mean we got a little taste. We did like a pre we we when we first um did like a test
1: episode of this? We read that Star Fox. We read the Star Fox and it was it was wild. The Star Fox one is wild though. It was wild. And it it, I think they had a Metroid comic. I mean it
0: did give the vibe of somewhat competent, but also still kinda weird, which I, I I liked. I'm excited.
1: Uh yeah, so there is there is one person wearing what appears to be a snakeskin jacket in the gameplay counselor <laughs> headshots. So hats off to Jason Gamage, who's not of the nineties. He is of no era.
0: He he's a weird guy. He um if you listen, read all of his like prompts, they're all really strange answers. Like they're they're be, he's being silly. Okay, good. Uh like his his hobbies are like what was what were they?
1: No Mercy Football, Guerrilla Basketball, Full Combat Basketball, and Ballet.
0: <laughs> I did not read that. That's pretty good. Yeah, Jason's a little goofball. Or she- big, big goofball. He seems like a big, broad guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're here at Darkman. Um, do you know what Darkman is? No, no clue. It is a Sam Raimi superhero movie starring Liam Neeson. What? So it is a kind of low budget of the Michael Keaton Batman era. I've never seen it. It's weird that it's as popular as it was. Huh. And um, also, this has to be the lowest ratings I've seen for a game that they've given a full feature to. <laughs> like, this game is apparently quite bad because, I mean, they gave... It's like an average of, like, what, a 2.6 across the scale. It's pretty awful.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, like... Uh impressed that these ratings are pretty, like, honest. I, I figured they wouldn't have been, so I stopped reading them, but it sounds like they are.
1: I think it's kind of like how, for a long time, the curve was, like, a 7.0 was average for video game reviews. Yeah. With, nin- with the Nintendo Power stuff, the ratings never drop below a 2.0. So they go 1 to 5, and they have a decimal place. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, this game having a well, 2.2 for control is about as low a score as you can get.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, there's, like, to get a one is pretty crazy. But I also think, like, with nowadays, like, we assume sevens average. But, like, a game that got a seven is still a pretty good game. Like, it's a game a lot of people worked really hard on, right? Like, we only see, like, we're seeing in the Nintendo era, there was a pretty low filter. Like, there's games you could buy that would just be unplayable. Yeah. So those w- would deserve, like, a three or two. So I feel like nowadays there's much a, a much stronger filter. Like, the shitty, like... If, you know, like, go on your Switch, right? And you look at the eShop. How many, like, weird-ass games are there? There's, like, Frog Jigsaw Puzzle. Oh, uh, uh, there's right? so much
1: garbage yeah, on the and eShop. Yeah, so
0: that stuff just doesn't get reviewed. So I do think the average probably, like, the games we see reviewed are better than average games, right?
1: Uh, you mean nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, probably.
0: I, I there's, guess... There's so many games that the spotlights are on, at the very least, competent games.
1: It does feel like, I don't know what the case is on Xbox right now, but... um, PlayStation Store is pretty curated, but the eShop is just <laughs> full of garbage. Totally, and like, and Steam is also. And like, I'm sure if you reviewed
0: those games, they would be in the zero to five range. But why would a news cover? Why would why would a gaming news thing ever cover that? Right?
1: Yeah. So it's just the stuff that floats to the top. And it's
0: and the only way we would ever see a three is if a AAA developer f- totally screwed the
1: hooch, right? The Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. And that that brings us to Thank you, The Star other, Wars. Yeah, the other side of the uh, Dark Man feature is way cooler because it's just a still a promotional still from the Star Wars movies.
0: Yeah, it's, it's straight up just a Star Wars poster. It's just
1: an ad for the uh, the video game. They, you know, this it's cool. is It's a cool poster. Yeah, it's uh, X-wing and a TIE fighter shooting at each other in front of the Death Star like you do. And uh, they do the thing where Nevermind, I'm going to cut this out. I was going to talk about how the lasers are illustrated. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to do that. <laughs> what? Uh, do you like Star Wars? I do like Star Wars. I especially like, it was fun to go back as an adult and find out the Empire Strikes Back is actually a really good movie. Not just like, <laughs> is that oh, the second.
0: In- is, that, is that the second one?
1: Yeah, like it's a, a thematically interesting It's a movie. great movie.
0: I think the all of them, like, I, yeah, I think when I watched Empire Strikes Back as an adult, because I, I didn't even really watch them as kids. I was like, damn.
1: That's a fucking good movie. So to go back to it as an adult and to understand they're trying to say something about what the dark side of the force is as a like it's it is about compromise anyways. Oh, is
0: it, yeah, read, I, I, read
1: my essay about <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back do is a good movie. Do
0: you think um do you think Star Trek 2 has as many
1: themes? It does. I it may not be as yeah, because you know, like, because uh, you just watched Star Trek. II. I just watched Star Trek too. It first sounds time. like you liked it. Okay, I did like it. Yeah, yeah. It, I think the naval combat stuff is, still but really I, good. I didn't get like. It was just kind of like it felt
0: like a lot of like I'm old, I'm yeah. old, I'm so old.
1: Yeah, so it's it's without, a.
0: Uh, I don't think it really said much on that, right? I, not I, that I didn't need that, though. I just had fun. I thought it was charming.
1: I think it does. What's cool about Star Trek 2 is Captain Kirk is kind of a boring character because he's like the action hero that saves the day. Yeah. He doesn't get to have character arcs. So him going from the start of that movie where he's old and he's sad, he's not a captain anymore. And everyone's like, why are you being such a bitch about this? Yeah. And then, um, it's like his age is literally haunting him when this guy that he marooned on this planet is out to murder him. (laughs) And so from a thematic level, like it hits that, that idea of, um, age and death and rebirth over and over. Cause you know, there's like the Genesis device. Oh yeah. So, so, so there you know, his son is in the movie. You yeah. Know, he reconnects with like his old, his old flame. And, uh, at the end, of course, I don't want to spoil what happens at the end of Star Trek too. If you haven't seen it, what is wrong with you? But it's, it's a, they, uh, I think David asks him how he feels while they're watching the planet form and he says, I feel young. And that's the last line of the movie. Yeah. So it's like so yeah, I, I would say they both have that kind of that depth there if you want to go bit, there. A little
0: bit of depth, cool. But they're like
1: fun, entertaining movies first. Yeah, totally. You gotta be careful asking me about movies I like. And if <laughs> I, li- I
0: like the the whole idea of a of a, of a like a nuke that destroys a whole planet but also terraforms it is a pretty cool idea.
1: Yeah, that Four shot five, of the demo of the Genesis device, that was like the first CG shot used in a movie. Ooh. I want to say it predates even like the last Starfighter.
0: I I didn't realize how much Star Trek is just people in a shaking room with <laughs> with with flame bursting out of consoles. That is that is half that movie.
1: Uh sci- science fiction is uh, <laughs> People in a room and a computer that makes fake spaceship fights. It's
0: so fun. Yeah, it's just like it's it's just people like stumbling like, whoa inside of a inside of a spaceship room.
1: Yep. And with the new stuff, now they have uh LED volumes, like the stuff they used on the Mandalorian to make those uh it's it's basically like giant L C D you know, LED screens yeah. to display stuff live on set instead of like a green background that you replace. I mean, honest to God, nowadays I feel like you could make it
0: that kind of show where it's like people in a space room, pretty low budget because it's just one
1: room. Now we're talking, dude, let's do it. Yeah, let's fucking go. This room could be a space room that we shoot a thing in. That's what I want. And it's just people stumbling. Whoa. That's the, uh, <laughs> did I show you that Ian Hubert thing? This I might, think so. this might get cut cause it's a, it's pretty far <laughs> field, but <laughs> Ian Hubert is this kind of scrappy indie effects artist. And he made this studio Ghibli style live action, dystopian adventure web series that just looks unbelievable. Like, and it's just a guy shooting stuff in his garage and making it all on his computer. Wow. And it's like his fiance is the main character and it's, it shouldn't be as good as it is. Wow. That's cool. Uh, the, the episode is called salad mug dynamo dream is the name of the web series so if i leave this in listeners you gotta go dynamo watch some dynamo dream, dream. I, mean,
0: I might ju- yeah we should look at it we should watch that over the break
1: we absolutely i mean it's like 40 minutes but maybe we'll, we'll just watch a little do bit. A clip okay <laughs> i'm good yeah let's do you want to do a break yeah let's do a break hey you're listening to the now you're playing with podcast the podcast are you ready this is the beer break brought to you by howard and Nestor.
0: hey i'm Nestor. um Club up that beer, my friend. Here we, go. Here, we go. Here we go! Hey, it's me, Pimple of the Battletoads. Hey, what, what are you doing in my front door, drunk? What's going
1: on? Hey, what, to, what, do you have something to say? You, you listen to my radio show, Pop That Pimple in the Morning, K-Rock. K yeah, 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 that's the one where you 1997's like, Southern California, where you drive time of the year. Piss off guests. Yeah, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun back in the day. That, you, me, and the other listener, <laughs> listeners, listeners, me, me and the boys. Why, are, why is there glass shards all over the ground? Yeah, it's, I smashed my <laughs> smashed my bottle of Thunderbird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, well, yeah. What are, what are you trying to sell me? Uh, Battletoads are going on tour, but uh, it's not important. Never mind. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the guys. We made it. Here we go. Wait, where are we in the? Oh, ha- have we actually made it?
0: We have. We got more to go. The, <laughs>
1: We've made it to the next part it to, of we the made podcast. It to the
0: Game Boy section.
1: It's actually uh, good Game Boy games. Yeah, you're. Uh,
0: uh, I. I mean, I again, the first one's Mega Man. I'm I'm, I'm a Mega Man fan, but I didn't. I haven't I was I haven't played I haven't been playing any of the Game Boy ones.
1: This is, this feels like they've gotten to the point with Game Boy games where it's like this is a actual Mega Man game. That's pretty yeah, I mean that, that's, that's kind t- of simplified and pared down, but it is it is Mega Man doing Mega Man things.
0: Yeah, I mean it kind of feels like at this point it's like a lot of the Game Boy is kind of just kind of trying to be like, hey look, here's a console experience but on the Game Boy, and it's not nearly as good. It's more of like a novelty. Yeah, and we're finally getting to the point where the games still not as good but playable.
1: Yeah, it's like, right? it's like this is a this feels like I've been so critical of Game Boy games, but I was I fired this game up and tried it and it's like, yeah, it's Mega Man.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's great. Good for them. Uh Yeah, I mean I I, I do think you're right. I think like the Game Boy is pretty like I mean I mean it's just like old I mean even with the old Nintendo, it's harder to, hard to go back to. Yeah. Uh and like I mean if you, if you go back before that cuz like the Game Boy is less powerful than the Nintendo. And if you go before the Nintendo and you're going to like in the Intellivision Atari world. Oh man. It's it's, it's, it's nothing.
1: ZX Spectrum. (laughs) They're just, they're just just not playable. it, Uh, It really does feel pitfall. A game that's barely fun is the best thing you can do. Yeah. I can't, can't argue with that. Wait. So would you say as somebody who's like, this is a little before your era, Would you say like the NES is kind of the baseline for playable video games?
0: Yeah, and it's still barely there. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Um, Even though um, there are certainly games that hold up. I've been playing the Mega Man games. I've been having honestly a blast playing them. Yeah. Uh, And there are certain ones that really hold up, but the vast majority don't. And they all kind of blend
1: together for me. There's not like... It's a bunch of platformers. (laughs) When I
0: play them, I feel like I'm playing a, a Nintendo game. Yeah. Versus... Uh, when I play like a Super Nintendo game, I feel like I'm playing Super Mario World. When I'm playing Super Mario World, when I play Metroid, I feel like I'm playing Metroid. When I play a yeah. Nintendo game, I'm playing whatever it is. It's just a Nintendo game.
1: <laughs> yep. That's uh, it's very much an experience I have on the Game Boy also. Yeah. And kind of stays that way until Game Boy Advance. How how old were you again when like the Game Boy Nintendo zone was? like? Or- so in 91, when this came out, I was seven. I was seven.
0: So these are pretty like early day. Like this is really beginning of like, this is kind of your baseline. This is like what video games just were for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I do have memories of going over to a friend's house and they would have like an Atari. Yeah. Still. Um, but yeah, most of it was, it's like we go over, there's an NES, we're playing NES. Maybe there's a Game Boy and we're yeah, passing so, so it I think
0: NES was my version of an Atari. Like I'll go to a friend's house and it's yeah. like, Oh, you got this old weird thing. Do you like, I mean, are you, cause I feel like just go doing this podcast, you don't haven't had like mega nostalgia for any of these games compared to like, it seems like two Nintendo games. Like, do you?
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, I don't think I've gotten to, I, you've probably played more Nintendo games than me by going through the Mega Man games. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that I don't have that affection. I, you know what I think it is, is it's like, okay, so you're six or seven years old. You've played a lot of Nintendo games. They're fine. And then you start seeing the Super Nintendo. Yeah. And it's
0: like, oh, this is it. Well, weirdly, like for me, that was the Nintendo 64 was like kind of my first thing that I had. Yeah. Uh, Like really, really early memories. But I actually still have a lot of nostalgia and love for those games, even though, uh, you know, it's once the GameCube, I sort of had, once I had a GameCube, of course, that's where I was spending my time. But I still do, like, I get really excited for these old games sometimes.
1: It's a weird, um, this era is really strange because you go from Nintendo to Super Nintendo and Game Boy is like the first real portable games thing that's not just some terrible (laughs) 1970s football game. Yeah. You know, and uh, then you have Super Nintendo. You have 16-bit games. You have Genesis. And then a couple years later, you start seeing CD stuff. Yeah. So it's like full motion video and like Sega CD and 3DO and then PlayStation hits And then it's just like off to the races. Nintendo sixty four hits right around then, so it's like in a five year period, games are going to change so much.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, this is like a very just hyper. Like it it feels like you're in the industrial revolution.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then you know a couple years. Oh my god, you think a couple years? The nineties, where it starts and where it ends, is so. Huge because yeah, honestly, that's like, pretty crazy. circa ninety seven, ninety eight. We're like coming home after school to play GoldenEye split screen.
0: We're like early, in early nineties. Is this
1: yeah? Early nineties is like this kind of so crazy. So, cra-
0: what a like, fucking change!
1: And, and then like shortly after that, I get a PC and I'm playing like Half Life.
0: Yeah, like I mean Counter
1: Strike, you- and I'm downloading mods, and it's like just
0: why? Wow, yeah, th- I mean think of two thousand ten to two thousand twenty. Not that big, like just graphics got a little bit better.
1: Yeah, you've got like what would be there's early like game gameplay. So Demon Souls, the orig- the first like Souls Souls game was 2009. Uh, 2009 was Mass Effect 2 because you were just playing Mass yeah, Effect. Not that crazy. 2010 to 2020, not huge for me. Yeah, there's uh, the, you you got shooters on consoles. The landscape
0: of the gaming is pretty much exactly the
1: same. Probably the biggest difference <laughs> is that live games have become. Way more common and popular, like uh, Mm -hmm. in cross-play.
0: Honestly, if anything, like kind of steps that aren't necessarily innovations or like, like it's more just like freemium games got bigger. iPhone games got bigger.
1: Battle Royale games. Battle Royale games. So it's like a hundred players on a map used to be almost unheard of.
0: Yeah. And like graphics
1: have just kind of increased and
0: people don't care. (laughs) The world of motion controls has kind of gotten tired and fallen asleep. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. There's a, yeah. The the Wii is no longer cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, that they really. This is a, the '90s is definitely a wild era for video games.
1: Yeah, it's I all technology too because you were starting out and there was like no internet. You know, it was like <laughs> CompuServe, so it was like bulletin board systems. Was that cool as a kid? Bulletin board systems? No, no, no. Was it cool like getting to like
0: be like every couple of years? at like did did it feel like you were constantly getting new shiny tech
1: and stuff like that? Oh yeah, and I was like on a the minute I want the minute I saw what America Online was and understood that the internet was somewhere outside of this walled garden that you could go to and it's just full of these websites. I yeah. was like, I got to get online for as much as possible, and you know I didn't have any money because I was like a kid. Yeah, so it was like, how can I get free dial up internet this month? And <laughs> did you guys not have internet? We didn't get actual internet until, what, like 2000? Okay. So we were a little late to the party. Was
0: dial-up kind of like a rich person thing?
1: Like was at, it- at first it was. Yeah. And then what you really wanted with dial-up is you wanted two phone lines, because if somebody tried to make a call while you were on the internet, it would <laughs> yeah. boot you off. <laughs> So you had your internet line, and then high-speed internet started becoming more widespread. What, like two thousands, early two thousands? I feel like
0: if a little, my thought of a little kid being on early the early internet is just downloading five viruses in ten minutes. Like I feel like that's (laughs) that's
1: what you do. You gotta like you you want to go to websites to get content uh, that maybe you're not supposed to have for whatever reason and uh those websites want your computer to be full of uh, poison yeah. so so it's like the wall of pop-ups that the, you the can't cra- close
0: like the things I remember I would download cuz i'd eventually sometimes go like cuz like i was like in a weird era where like it was the internet was a little more modern but at the same time this the weird dirty sites still existed oh yeah and like i would just go and download like a thing that just let butterflies fly around my screen <laughs> and, like i was always like very like innocent but i'd go through some like Weird website that looks out the looks dated. Like Mm -hmm. it just it would the design of the website would be a little dirtier and a little less like polished than websites I'd normally go on. And I'd download like some weird butterfly thing, and butterflies would start flying around my screen, and then I would just have a billion like my computer would shut down in (laughs) ten minutes. Uh
1: yeah, if this is like late nineties, early two thousands, it sounds like we had a similar experience. I would um the family computer, and then my personal computer I would go get Winamp skins because Winamp was the music player of choice and so I'd be like a Dragon Ball Z skin for Winamp (laughs) and I'd listen to, this is the part where if George were on this episode he'd call me a parody of myself and uh, I would listen to like Tool in a Perfect Circle and read fan fiction (laughs) this is me like circa the year 2000 and this is
0: all viruses as
1: well right? yeah lots of viruses
0: (laughs) yeah the Dragon Ball skin for your music player definitely sounds like a virus (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was the era, and yes, I do miss it a little bit.
0: <laughs> I know Did, have you ever played Hypno uh, hypnospace outlaw
1: yeah, yeah, that's it's such a throwback to that, yeah, era. yeah,
0: so, and I was a little bit after that era, but I still like got like remnants of it.
1: Yeah, there there's parts of that corner. Like that was a so that was before social media. So you go to websites to see new stuff. So it's like yeah. if you liked a comic, you went to the website and a couple of times a week it would update with new comics.
0: And what what year would you say that kind of like internet, like really early internet vibe is of like true Wild West, just everything's a virus. Every website you go onto has like you download like a little pet. That you download onto your computer and it destroys your computer.
1: Yeah, it's like what, like 1996 or so to about 2007 or 8 when Facebook started to be available to everybody? Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: it, honestly, it's a very creepy vibe to me at the same time, which is why I like it so much because it's like all this stuff that is very innocent looking that is secretly very malicious.
1: It's almost like a, a video game where everything's really cute and then you go into a dungeon and it's the most horrifying hellscape <laughs> hey! you've ever seen. Bring it bring it around. All right. Uh, Covex! uh Do you have anything on this Final Fantasy game? Nope. Okay, well, when just... you
0: said you liked this new thing, did you, did you just like the Mega Man game or were there other games that stuck out to you?
1: Uh, I did. I was struck by Final Fantasy Legend Two because it looks pretty clean. Like it, it looks like a real RPG, uh, kind of like Mega Man does. Oh, okay, yeah. So I know, was like, okay. I,
0: I'll I'll agree with you that that the, the games are looking better. They're looking a little more polished. Yeah, um, and I know it'll continue to happen because, like, once they hit like Link Awake, Link's Awakening, Pokemon range, those are like actual games.
1: It's that aesthetic. I, several episodes ago, you you made that comment about the generations of NES graphics from the perspective of, I'm sure some of it was technical, but it's artistic, where it's like, what looks good. Totally, yeah. And I think that they're starting to dial in what looks right on a Game Boy.
0: Totally, I agree. Because yeah, um, Some of those early games do have a bit of that Atari and television vibe of like, kind of function over, our, like, it's, they just kind of were like, we got it to work, we're done.
1: Yeah. Uh this blue block that's a river. Mario's got stick figure legs, that's okay. It works. Let's keep going. This uh this this brown rectangle that is a tank. <laughs> we're done. Good work everybody. Make the next one. <laughs> we're
0: just happy this game isn't blowing up. Like we're we're just happy this cartridge doesn't blow up.
1: It's no wonder the industry tanked when you look at how bad home <laughs> consoles were back then. They really were terrible. This is like shockingly. It really does feel like the NES is kind of a baseline level of fidelity now.
0: It it truly is. I I do think. I, although I, I I to be honest, I have had fun. Like I had a um, Xbox game that was like a collection of all the Intellivision games. Uh huh. And I had fun with it. I did have fun. But every game is worth five minutes of your time max.
1: Right. Yeah. There's just they're just not quite. Arcade games looked a little better. Yeah. Arcade games are different. But had, yeah, some of those. Very much withstand the test of time,
0: and it's it's a very very select few that can even with a Nintendo. It's it's really it takes a mi- lightning the bot like lightning like Pac-Man really like uh, like as an arcade game really works. Where I feel like probably a lot, Yeah, yeah Pac-Man their,
1: doesn't really work as a home. This, it's a five minute game, right? Yeah. Uh, this is I'm not gonna play the sound effect for it. They're they have this awesome Game Boy design contest. That's yeah, the other thing. This
0: is fucking sick.
1: So what they're doing is they're like, hey draw on this coloring book style picture of a game boy, what you want your design to look like. And we will turn it into a real game boy.
0: Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a a, a contest and yeah, literally just a like
1: blank outline,
0: draw whatever you want. They will make it. If you win the contest
1: and as samples for like the kind of stuff that they might do, they have these three, uh, glitched out, awesome looking, like 90s sci-fi industrial Game Boys. Yeah. They all look
0: awesome. Yeah, it's pretty like they so they have three Game Boys that they're showcasing of like kind of like, hey, kind of inspiration of what you could design. But these are like real, these aren't just pictures. These are fully made Game Boys. And they all look like a 80s movies like hacker device.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah each, That's one a of great, those. it's a great analogy. They're uh, covered with extra detail and decals and stuff. Actually, we were just I might cut this out, but Ian Hubert's design aesthetic, <laughs> that kind of maximalist, like labels on everything. Totally. Tons of little seams and uh rivets and stuff. Those
0: are cool. I really hope we get to see the winning three Game Boys and what the final product look like. I bet they don't look this cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, what if they
1: did? Man, I mean, they got a lot of submissions though. Oh man. Yeah, so if you if you win, <laughs> yeah, they will me, so make your design into a Game they Boy. They clearly pick the easiest ones. We got a blue Game Boy. Uh <laughs> Oh, dude. Okay. Here's the great thing. So there's three grand prizes. Yeah. And it's they they make your design, but the runners up get the ones in the pictures. Did you see that?
0: Yes. I'd almost rather. I feel like the runner up runner ups secretly have the better prize because those Game Boys are way cooler than whatever these kids are going to design.
1: Little kid me would probably want the one on the right, which is a red and black and silver Game Boy with a Nintendo Power logo on it. Yeah. I don't
0: know though; those other two are pretty good. I, I think I'd go far left because it just doesn't look like a Game Boy.
1: Yeah, that it, one's covered in a lot of blue and black and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's really cool. I really like it when like I get really excited when they do like I don't know. As a kid, this would blow my fucking brain.
1: Yeah, th- this is,
0: and I probably would never have actually submitted and sent it, but um, it's just really cool. And I'm, I'm excited to see what the kid, what the old kids design on the uh, for their Game Boys.
1: Yeah, so am I.
0: I actually had a pretty cool Game Boy Color. It was like a Pokemon themed one. You know how like they had like a little red dot on the top left that would be on when like when the game was on when the Game Boy was on there would be a little red dot. Uh huh. That was Pikachu's. Uh, like red cheek. Yeah. That was fun. (laughs)
1: Uh, next up is a big preview of Super Nintendo games. Super Nintendo Chalmers. Uh, they've got. Super Mario World, yeah,
0: and I don't know if we want to dive into Mario World yet, since we're gonna the next
1: issue is really gonna be the big feature for it. But great goddamn game, right? And maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe my all-time favorite. This maybe, is the, a game I can go back to over. And yeah,
0: over. this is like the first game that has popped up in this magazine. Like the Mega Man games are great, and I, but it's been more of like me deciding to do this. Just looking at this game, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I got to go play this.
1: It's, I got to go not, play this
0: right now. This is such a great game.
1: It's not a huge investment. You can beat it in a few hours, but it's got so much variety and it's got that the level design theory that like Half-Life and future Mario games have yeah. all done where it's like this level is about an idea. And it finally has,
0: again, if, like talking about how all these old Nintendo games, like when I play them, they just feel like I'm playing a Nintendo game. This really feels like a vibe. When I play Mario World, I don't know why, but it makes me feel a certain way. Yeah. Uh, I just feel very charmed and I feel like I'm in a world when I play it.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a much more fun world to be in than the world of Elden Ring, uh, which is a world where the ordinary person is, uh, going to be horribly maimed or killed or cursed to an undeath
0: world you want to live in. Yeah. That would, uh, Bowser comes out with like his Koopa shells, just 50 decrepit Koopas, (laughs) uh, melted
1: together. You chop his arm off. And he's so angry at you that he takes the dragon corpse next to him, rips its head off, and sticks his arm in the neck hole. Honestly,
0: man, if the next um, Mario was
1: a creepy, decrepit Elden Ring-type game, I'd play it. I'd be down. Mario goes into the basement of Yoshi's house because the power goes out mysteriously and finds that there's a bunch of tree roots (laughs) on one side, and they're all just covered with corpses that appear to be being sucked into the tree for nutrients. (laughs) Is there mm-hmm. another? Do we have another Elden Ring bit that we can throw? <laughs>
0: uh, that's probably it. Uh, the,
1: um, <laughs> is three,
0: yeah, great game. Uh, it kind of feels also like this is kind of them really, they're really kind of s- stamping the standard of the Mario aesthetic. Like this really feels like when I think of Mario, this is what I think of Mario World. Oh, totally. Like it's Mario. The Mario is that kind of is more modern design. Uh, yeah, it's just clean.
1: We can. Uh since we're going to be talking about these games when they're actually out, I don't think we need to talk about Gradius and Actraiser, uh, although both are classics.
0: Yeah, the only thing about Gradius that I want to say is that I've never played about this game. I don't know what this is. It looks awesome.
1: That game's awesome. Game, it runs like garbage. It does it. The, like, but... <laughs> Sorry, I've never seen like say?
0: those space games where you're a little spaceship and you're shooting stuff. I, But uh, uh, they did differently. Normally, you're spaceship and you fight big spaceship for boss, uh, they said no for that on this game. They said, no, your final boss is not um, going to be a bigger spaceship. It's going to be a double-headed dragon in the shape of an infinity symbol.
1: Yeah. yeah. Th- this, ty- this type of shooter a- aesthetic is, uh, is fantastic. So the game doesn't run well because they hadn't figured out how to optimize the Super Nintendo. And it does have a slower processor. Okay. Um, but two things. They actually built the slowdown into the designs. So the game is a little easier because you have more time to move around uh also if you uh honestly these bosses look like dark soul bottles bosses
0: yeah the final bosses literally look like elton ring bosses just crazy deformed
1: creatures that you fight yep ter- g- giant and terrible monsters that uh you are way outmatched against i'm in um act is really cool too did you ever play this uh we, we can talk about it in more detail when it's Like officially covered, but oh, sounds very interesting. I I have no, I don't understand what
0: it is. It seems like a merge between like Sim City and Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah. So it is a side scrolling action game that is also a Sim game where you're kind of building up a kingdom. Is it good? Yeah. Cause this, yeah, this is like one of those games where I'm like, they just remade
0: it. Wow. Yeah. I was, this seems very like, I'm like, this seems like I would be super into it if if I played it, but it's, I'm worried it'd be just a little dated.
1: Yeah. It's, um, the actual action is pretty basic. The stuff your character can do. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the game is hard enough that I've not gotten super far into it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a classic and there's nothing else quite like it. Yeah.
0: That's like just seeing this. Cause Again, I, 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 even though Super Nintendo is great, I still feel like some games can be a little out of their, like they can be a little too ambitious for the hardware. Oh, yeah. And this, this kind is of, totally. This kind of rung that for me. And it kind of, all I thought when I saw this game was I, was I was like, oh, it's a Final Fantasy game where you're also fucking God and you're creating this fantasy world, but you're also playing in it and doing levels. I want to see, I would love to see like a, a modern indie type game of this.
1: Have they done. You, you make it sound like, <laughs> when, when you paint with that big a brush, it sounds like Dwarf Fortress, but it's also an action RPG, which sounds like, man, yeah. <laughs> my my absolute best wishes and good luck to the uh, people trying to do that game. I
0: mean, that's kind of what Dwarven Fortress is. There are two modes. You you that's can, right. You can be, um, in Dwarven Fortress, you can, it's like a, nah, it's hard to describe, it's fucking hard to describe, but you're like, it's a big sim game, but also you can, no, you can be like an adventurer. So you, it's. Yeah, because it
1: has that mode where you can just play like a, a
0: squad of fantasy guys. Yeah, and be in the world that you created. So you can yeah. go through like a cool rogue-like fantasy adventure oh, inside of the world you've been create creating, which is so cool.
1: Yeah, the other um, dwarf fortress alike games that have come out like Rimworld don't have something quite like that. RimWorld has strategy. Cause people yeah. will come to attack your bases. And so you need to do tactical stuff to make your little guys go and fight them.
0: Yeah. I, it's another one of the things, I mean, it's pretty common nowadays of like people, these roguelikes are getting pretty big or roguelites. Oh, they're and everywhere.
1: Uh, Speaking of the last 10 years, that's a last 10 years thing. Uh, that's, that's probably one of my favorite trends the last 10 years. Um, cause like binding of Isaac was 2011. Was it? Yeah. The original flash game.
0: But yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are like merging like, Hey, let's grab this genre and kind of mash it into this roguelike thing.
1: Rogue Legacy was twenty thirteen. Okay. Nuclear throne was like twenty thirteen.
0: I mean, and at this point like there's one coming out every day.
1: When did the first Spelunky came out come out? Was that twenty twelve? I don't know. I think Spelunky was twenty twelve.
0: I really didn't dial into this whole fad until kind of later later in it.
1: If you can't tell, I love roguelites. I, well, actually, I mean, I,
0: I would really only just play the OGs like NetHack and Rogue. and Oh, like well. That. Uh, I'm just teasing. Uh, and then I didn't.
1: That's re- actually really cool that you were into yeah. them before that.
0: I didn't dive into this new wave until, like, honestly, Enter the Gungeon was probably the first one I really sunk my teeth into.
1: There were elements of, like, that kind of procedural level building thing was happening in the 90s because the original Diablo had randomized dungeons. Yeah, uh, and that was like '94, and then uh, XCOM, the original XCOM, which was like '93, '94. Yeah, had randomized levels, but yeah, that style of like the whole game is just kind of built from nothing is uh, is relatively new. Or the yeah. d- contest this is crazy, man. This contest this is
0: nuts. The, the,
1: yes. Players what contest. what is the prize for the players' poll contest? Yeah, this Yeah, so
0: a contest where like you know sometimes you could just win like the number one grand prize could just be you like you submit your personal information to Nintendo and one person wins a grand prize. Sometimes it's literally just go see a movie a movie with three friends. Yeah, uh, let's let's look at this one. You literally get the time the phone time booth from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You it, get the one the use actual the prop movie, the actual entire booth from the movie that actually will they go and install it in your fucking house and on top of that it's a functioning phone booth so you can literally make calls out of it and yeah. on top of that it's you know, will cover your phone bills for an entire goddamn year <laughs> you know what it this it? is wild holy this is for me blows every other one out of the water this is crazy
1: i had the same reaction when i read this but it, here's where it gets really fun from a monetary standpoint did this really cost them that much more than the other prizes Probably not yeah
0: i don't yeah, know yeah cuz how much
1: does a phone booth cost a couple thousand bucks yeah and paying phone bills for years probably like what at most at the time a couple gotta, thousand bucks i got to say that phone this
0: prize if if you think about how much the if it's the actual phone booth they use in Bill and Ted's excellent
1: adventure that's got to be worth a lot of money at this point so right i had i did some research okay yeah 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 Okay, here's the thing. So my first thought when I saw this That's an was iconic like, prop, right? Yeah, who, who won the contest? That's like winning like, a dinosaur
0: face from, it's like winning a dinosaur, big dinosaur T-Rex head from Jurassic Park. It's maybe
1: not that iconic, but still it's up. So back in 2011, there was a Reddit AMA where the person who posted it said, I won the Bill and Ted phone booth. <laughs> and uh, there was also, there's a cracked write-up from a couple years ago about this. Uh, which is just them reading the AMA and commenting on it. Uh, yeah. The the official winner is a guy named Kenneth Grayson, and there's a picture in a future Nintendo Power of this kid. Um, but yeah, this Reddit AMA, insane by a user named Kenneth Grayson from 11 years ago. It's <laughs> a complex thing. Okay, so first of all, to <laughs> according to this, and again there. There is no proof given in the Reddit AMA that this is the person. So yes. this might be catfishing. It might all be a lie. Okay, got it. But here's some details from the person who claims they won the phone booth. You should have met me. Uh, so first of all, Nintendo delivered the phone booth, but did not. they didn't have a way to get it into the kid's room. <laughs> so his dad had to remove a window from the wall and hoist <laughs> the phone booth in there. Nintendo, the prop also did not come with a working phone, and Nintendo had to basically give them one later. Okay. So it did not, because, you know, it's a prop. It didn't actually have a working phone. For sure, for sure. Um, Somebody asked Kenneth, did you ever have sex in the booth? (laughs) And he said yes, twice. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Here's where it gets less cool. He makes a comment that perhaps one of the participants may not remember much of that night. So. Not, oh, yeah, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> Doesn't age well for Kenneth. Yeah, not great. K- Kenneth uh, continues to be, give que- somewhat questionable answers here. Yeah. He makes a bunch of shitty jokes. Like there was another female there videotaping uh, him having sex with a girl in the booth. <laughs> Gee, so you really went, He went all in on the. Um... He jokes that he rents the phone booth out now as a very small brothel for $50 a half hour because people teasing him about it. Uh, he started drinking when he was around 15. So he doesn't remember much about the details of the times he had sex in the phone booth. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
0: he sounds, he sounds like a, you know, a 15 year old boy (laughs) who,
1: he sounds a little less cool than Keanu Reeves, let's say. Yeah. And Alex winter. (laughs) He sounds like a little more ordinary. He just got, he's got some maturing to do. He makes a comment later on. He says, uh, sorry, I haven't answered as many questions in this AMA. I have a daughter to raise and bills to pay. Or was that bills to raise and a daughter to pay? All right, Kenneth.
0: Oh, so he's like, okay. So I was picturing this kid kid being like a sleazy little 16 year old. This is a full grown adult answering like this. You
1: got to remember this is 2011. Yeah. So it's a full, uh, he would have gotten this prize in like 2001, or uh, 1991, 1992. So this is a full on, I mean, he'd be my age. (laughs) <laughs> so 11 years ago, this guy was about 30. Yeah. Probably. So yeah. All right. I'm thinking about me 11 years ago. It's like, maybe I would have made some of these jokes. Yeah. It was a different era. I don't know if there's anything else, that's not a terrible joke in here to cover. He, he put it in storage with a tarp on it. Cause it's too big to keep it at home. <laughs> and he claims he still had it 11 years ago. And, uh, there was, he was making, people were asking if they could buy it. And he's like, yeah, hit me up.
0: <laughs> huh? I wonder, do you think, how much do you think the value of it went down after he had sex twice on it?
1: What was its value beforehand? I guess is my question. I don't know.
0: I honestly feel like that would be worth.
1: Yeah. He makes some questionable comments about women elsewhere in this AMA. I'm just going to stop looking there. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, uh, that part's a little disappointing, but it is great that we were at least able to get a get a little check in. Ostensibly, this person claiming to be this person still has the phone booth, probably, and is uh, nearing forty. <laughs> Man, look at that! <laughs> All right, yeah. Second prize, uh, they give you the Bill and Ted video game. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, pretty pretty like pretty big step down. Um, uh, you do get the movies, so that's cool. Are just the first one. Honestly, man, I I feel like I'm, every time I watch Bill and Ted, I'm just gonna picture that guy fucking someone. <laughs> in that.
1: Fair enough. In, in that phone booth from now on. Maybe when Alex Winter comes on the pod, we can see because he was interviewed in the last issue, and now all of a sudden they have a prize that's the phone booth. So it's like, did Alex Winter like hook them up? It's like, yeah, man, I took the phone booth. I put it in the back of my truck. You guys can have it. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to some kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I, I wonder um, that. Cool. Yeah, I, the second prize is a, is a dud. Uh, do you do you have anything else on
1: this? Third prize is also a dud. Yeah. What's third prize? Uh, another jersey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's always a goddamn.
1: So dud. apparently, according to that AMA, there was also somebody in the comments that won a jersey one time. <laughs> and if you win the main prize, they call you because yeah, you got to take delivery of a phone booth now. But uh, if you <laughs> <laughs> if you won the jersey, they just send you a like a bag with a shirt in it <laughs> yep yeah that, that, that about checks, so yeah, pretty crazy.
0: All right, well, for now let's let's go to the top 30. We're here at
1: the top 30 uh you wanna, you, wanna, you wanna sound off the top five? Yeah, sure. number five, we got Dragon Warrior two. number four, we got Final Fantasy. whoa, look at all those RPGs. Yeah, they're really doing well. number three, Mega Man. Mega Man. Uh Mega Man three Boom. specifically. Number two, T M N T two, the arcade game. And it's actually f- Flamming. Yeah, that these are all solid games. Uh and yeah. number one, uh, if you could believe this, Super Mario Bros. three again. Yeah, I it's I mean twenty two months,
0: pretty much number one every single time. That is that is crazy.
1: Yep. It's uh it's the same thing as last month. There's almost no new games that crack the top thirty. What uh, were the only I mean
0: I do get it. Like I feel like at this point, Mario Bros. three is this game that's both easily accessible for everyone and clearly way better than every other. <laughs> like just a, to a level of polish that games don't really hit at this point.
1: Yeah, if you just bought the first 10 games on here, you would buy one bad game and nine good ones. The bad game being the Simpsons game.
0: Yeah. I th- yeah, because I feel like we're getting pretty low on the life cycle here. And so um, I think people are just ready for the Super Nintendo. So now it's kind of just the good game sticking around
1: there. Yeah, it's, it's the best stuff floats up to the top and that the, the cream the, the cream's cream, up it, cream's up that's the saying cream's up <laughs> uh we have a celebrity profile with Macaulay Culkin that's great it's a big deal oh I'm I meant to make a joke saying it's not calling him out by name but saying it weird it's Kieran Culkin's brother but <laughs> that, pretend I made that joke and it was hilarious that's it, that's pretty good you should have said it uh <laughs> can we go back <laughs> no i just kidding uh He says something incredibly disturbing in here. Oh,
0: does he? I didn't read it. I never read these celebrity profiles.
1: So to read the full paragraph. So what's it like to be the star of such a phenomenally successful film? Macaulay says, it's fun to be a celebrity. I really can't think of any drawbacks. Acting's the best. (laughs) Oh, no. That may be the most dark. That's got to be the darkest, like, edit that they've done. Man, what a... That's so dark. What a sad journey he has ahead of us. Yeah, didn't... Macaulay dealt with, like, substance abuse stuff, right? Yeah, he had a pretty, like... uh, And he had, like, a pretty abusive dad, I believe. Yes. Uh, I think... Yeah, that whole family... I I think Kieran had a slightly better time of things, but, like, yeah, it's... None of the child actors from this era had a good time. Yeah, they
0: had, like... On top of being, like, this child actor, they had a really rough relationship with their parents, and they also probably had some, some, some mental health and addiction stuff in their, in their bloodline. So yeah, a lot of these kids had some real rough times. A lot of well. cases,
1: that's like the best case. Like it gets worse from there. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot of really sad stories from the eighties and nineties of these child actors.
0: Totally. You know, you know, it's a crazy example of this, of if of, of, of it not being the case, the Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yeah. Crazy that he's not fucked up. All, all, maybe it is. I all those
1: kids know. seem to be pretty it's
0: Yeah, it seems like the, the the whoever was running the show
1: there was uh taking care of <laughs> Incidentally it was the guy who directed Home Alone, Chris Columbus. Really? <laughs> he did the first two Harry Potter Man, movies. I-,
0: I wonder if he like I wonder if there was like a level of redemption going on that he was like, Oh fuck. I feel bad that his kid's all fucked up. Although I don't know if it's his, or maybe he was like, let's find child actors who have normal parents.
1: That I was actually just (laughs) about to say, I wonder if the people who produced those movies made an effort to try to cast kids whose parents weren't awful humans. Totally. Yeah. Because it sounds like probably the most egregious, I mean, Britney Spears' conservatorship and all that stuff is another example. Does Britney Spears have like fucked up parents? Yeah, her dad had like legal control of her life.
0: Yeah, that, that's I think that's the same thing as um, the Culkins.
1: Yeah, was up, the same up until as the time of this podcast recording, like what six months ago, she got out of the conservatorship finally. Wow, that's that's crazy. She couldn't even have children. It was it was like incredibly dark. Uh, who, 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 and she she's like a thirty something year. Isn't she like she's like thirty eight? Right? She's like thirty nine. Fuck,
0: man, fucking sh- that's it's crazy. A
1: grown ass woman.
0: Yeah. That's so creepy. Yeah, that's, like, I'm pretty sure the Culkin's, like, dad. None of them talk to the dad anymore, and he just, oh like, li- he lives, like, in a cabin in the woods somewhere.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he got his fat check, and he's like, cool, it was worth it to have kids. Honestly, yeah. Ugh. Revolting. But anyways,
0: yes, it's good to see... Although- Okay, well, one final thing. I, I feel like the Culkin k- kid, the Macaulay, whatever, I think it sounds like he's doing a little bit better, though. Yeah, it they, sounds they like all sound. They sound like they all had some really rough times, and it sounds like they're doing a little bit better, which is
1: nice. It's good to see stories about him come through because the news is, generally speaking, it seems better. Yes, and they're all genuinely good actors, which is impressive. I'm The reason I wanted to do the Kieran Culkin joke is I'm a huge Kieran Culkin fan. <laughs> He, dude he is so good he's good at he's igby goes so down good. it's uh he's good at like scott pilgrim he's great in scott pilgrim he's so good he's so good at it he is wallace. i literally
0: thought he was a comedian like because of his acting in that i thought he was like a comedian because he's just so good at comedic timing
1: wallace wells is a great character guess who's drunk uh okay i don't have anything for pack watch uh
0: kick come on yeah talk, talk about kickmaster
1: all right, we're here at the Watch. <laughs> I played Kickmaster, and you know what the problem with Kickmaster is? What's it, the problem with the video game, his Kickmaster? Ki- his kick doesn't go far enough. <laughs> not quite the master of kicking. The actual game and the gameplay, pretty polished. Like, really? I'm not kidding. But that kick, I need, like, another foot or two. Man, the vi-
0: name, video game name of Kickmaster is pretty, pretty, pretty goddamn good.
1: From the people who brought you Power Blade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, they have a thing covering the Consumer Electronics Show. The only thing I wanted to call out here is uh, there is a thumbnail picture here of the Rare, like the, the one of the Stamper brothers from Rare with one of the Battletoads. I guess he was there hawking the Battletoads franchise. Yep. And it's just as sad to see him here as it is every other time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just... Um, hey, you know,
0: weirdly... Like the Battletoads comic, this is an example of a human being taking the form of a Battletoad. Because <laughs> it's a guy it's in a suit. Because it's a guy in a Battletoad you suit. You think it's
1: one of the Battletoad think so. guys I bet, playing I, think,
0: I, I bet if you pulled that mask off, it would be a guy wearing sunglasses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely got a, a really depressing vibe from the picture, so I bet that's true.
0: Man, I, I do have to say, one job I'm glad I've never had, and I feel like, almost should not exist because it sounds inhumane is the people in Disney World wearing those big ass costumes and just
1: sweating their ass off. People that have to walk the floor in costume at trade shows, it it just seems like a bummer. Yeah. Uh like Barbie is here. She she seems pretty well adjusted and she's like dressed like a human being, which is also uncommon for women hired to walk around during trade shows.
0: Yeah, honestly that's it's um the problem is right that people are choosing how they dress, not the Yes. <laughs> not the, how they dress, right?
1: Uh probably the most depressing one of those that I ever saw on my trade show days, uh, which are not over. They just had a pause. Uh there was this is an NAB show, so it's like camera camera gear for like T V and cinema and broadcast. There was a booth babe who they forced to walk around. So she's in like some kind of skimpy outfit. Yeah. And they would taken, you know, like shoulder mount rigs that you put a camera on? Yeah. They made her wear those as shoes. The like the 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 shoulder mount rig, so it was like wearing like platform shoes almost, right? Why? Why? Because they were trying to advertise their shoulder mount,
0: and so they wore. If she wore them as shoes,
1: yes, <laughs> that just doesn't make sense. You know, those I'm, like, not,
0: I'm not picturing. This makes no sense to me.
1: You know, like the trampoline shoes. Yeah, yeah. Imagine like that, but it's like the the hand grips that a camera would go on. <laughs> That's for <ridiculous. laughs> Yeah, it's it's horrible. That's wild. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that was a real thing that I witnessed.
0: That's that's strange. Be, and they also like had her like she was so she was like one of those hot girls, but also with weird shoes.
1: Yeah. It's odd. The, <laughs> the other fun one is of course the uh the hot girl in like a display that's like, oh, it's a cafe. And she's just reading while everybody tries cameras by pointing them at the different models that are in these Fake cafes, yeah. You probably have a lot more of us. Like, I, I, I don't really know that
0: world of this kind of trade show and like, and like, and the like. I, I, I can be confused because again, like, the weird part is the, you know, guys forcing like kind of deciding though. But like, I feel like some, there are cases where the person's like, well, that is what I want to dress, so I don't really care, right? Yeah, which is like the weird because like that's like, um, because I feel like I've heard in podcast like people being critical of like even like sexualization in games, like uh like you know you'll like play smash bros and like bayonetta and zero suit like all the girls are like these kind of hot babes Yeah, and like i knew uh i went like on a date with a hot girl who played smash bros and she just only played the babe characters and Okay. I'm, like, so she's just identified with the hotter like i don't know it's a weird i i, I i'm always confused at like what the answer to that is cuz like i think again it, i think that the problem is it's just guys making these choices yeah but- it's
1: very male gazy. i i think what strikes me about the I don't think attractive woman really bored reading a book while she's working a trade show by having <laughs> people point cameras at her yeah. is that it really captures the transactional nature. It's almost as if, like, the models are like, Yeah, I get it. These jobs suck, whatever. Just, yeah. All right. I'm just going to sit here and read. <laughs> okay. You need me to walk around. Okay. Great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> For <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah. It's going like, like, fine. Confusing. <laughs> Give me a check that I don't understand. Uh, they got the first ever pictures of the Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda. Wait, are these the first? I think these are the first. Uh, got that first tower. There's a bridge that's on the way to the first tower.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, oh, they, I think we've got gotten a few images, but they haven't like they didn't they haven't given the like vibe of those like early Mario World pictures. They're like pretty. Um, this is really close. They to, look pretty normal. They look pretty yeah close to the final product. There,
1: I can't see anything in these that's not in the final game. Yeah. He
0: doesn't have like a item that's
1: punching gloves. Yeah. It's, it's not just like, Oh, this is just slightly improved graphics. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. it?
0: Yeah. I think, I think we're done. I think we finished it. Uh,
1: Okay. Hey, Hey, we did it. Uh, don't forget to order your back issues of Nintendo power. Don't, don't you?
0: Yeah. Do we, I mean, What do we rate stuff still or, or or like the power players, are we going to, is that going to be a part of the podcast that is dead and we move on from, but how how are you feeling? Oh
1: man, I think we got to rate something.
0: We got, we got to stick to it. The zero, zero to 10, give it something. Um,
1: I don't want to rate. What about if we rate Nestor's mom? What if we rate (laughs) Nestor's mom, the fence and that kid? Okay. So everyone, but Nestor. Yeah. Everybody, but Nestor. Okay. Uh, I, so
0: really all his mom did was lose her keys. She's pretty, pretty normal. Yeah. Like she left them in the car handle, which is something I would probably do. Yeah. I relate to that. I mean, not that that would happen anymore because our cars don't do that anymore. But I feel like if I was in the nineties and your key car keys weren't automated like the, like they are now.
1: Yeah, it's totally not, it's not like now that. where it's like, yeah, you have the thing because you were locking your car and then you went to the fridge. So now the keys are in the fridge.
0: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I guess I relate to that, but, I you know, I don't really know a lot about her. I'll, I'll give her a six. Okay. Um, the fence, it's kind of a, the fence was kind of misleading. I thought I was going to get a um, Tom Sawyer style story. Yeah, but it,
1: it can't be a Tom Sawyer story because. Well, it's not. Yeah cuz yeah, so, he didn't
0: trick the kid. Yeah, there's no trick no trickery involved. And yet he's painting uh, the and fence. I know it's crazy cuz like it started with a f- paint f- being and like Nestor is Tom No, know Nestor's not clever enough to be Tom Sawyer. Nestor's a fucking Nestor gets Tom Sawyered. <laughs> I, bet, I bet that kid was Tom sawyer in that Nestor.
1: Yeah, but how could that be if I know, it's Nestor's is- mom that wants him to paint the fence? Wild.
0: I don't know. I don't know what the heck happened there. Um, I'm going to give the fence a one, and I'm going to give that <laughs> like, blonde, deformed kid uh, a two. Uh, get, get, get them both out of there. They're, they're Yeah, that's how I feel. How about you? Where, where are you at? Uh,
1: I think, yeah, Nestor's mom's profound ordinariness is disarming. I don't know what to think of it yet. So I'm going to go with a five, five out of ten. Right middle of the road. Fair. Um, I'm going to give the fence, hmm, how done is the fence? It looks about eight-tenths done, so I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Because that's how, how painted it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> and this kid. That's fine. Um, I'm going to actually, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give the kid a C, because he doesn't, he's not the same species of creature <laughs> that Nestors I'm going to give him a rating appropriate to whatever species he is and whatever a comic he actually belongs in. Because I just don't think he should be there at yeah, all.
0: Yeah, that's a really
1: good point. He's like, he just shouldn't be there. Yeah, he, it's like, do you think he wasn't even in the comic script and the comic artist inserted him?
0: Yeah, it was like it was he like he he kept on trying to erase the kid and the kid get popped back up. Nestor does interact with the kid. I know. I just don't... I don't know how this comic happened. I...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a crime was committed, but not a fun crime. I feel like um, that kid
0: is a image file you would download in the early internet that would give you a billion viruses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. There we go. Did it again. Hey, if you made it all the way to the end, congratulations. Boom. What if you, hey, what if you left us a review or told your friends about the show? Come on. Because we're not going to stop making these. Well, you yeah, might as keep, well share the pain. Yeah, you have
0: to do it. You have to, you have to share it. That's right. If you listen to it, you have to share. I'm sorry to tell
1: you. You have to do it. Think of all the joy we've brought you. Yeah. The Now You're Playing With Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes... Send us emails and do cool stuff at our website, nowyourplaying.com. That's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar.